Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. In a moment, we are going to bring you our New Year's Eve special. But given what day it is, we're going to do some of the things that we typically do on the podcast in a slightly different order. But I've got a programming note, which is that you want to listen to the old-time radio snack wagon tomorrow, as we will have a very special New Year's Day program at snackwagon.net. After today, the amazing world of radio will be going on hiatus. And this year we're going to do things a little bit different. We will return for a Valentine's Day special on February 14th. And then we'll launch a four-week spring series on March the 7th, unrelated to that. And now I'm going to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. I want to go ahead and thank Jeffrey. Jeffrey has been one of our Patreon supporters since July, currently supporting the podcast at the Seamus level of $4 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Jeffrey. Now, if you think we're about to end the podcast, I apologize for the confusion. In fact, we're about to begin the episode. You might be say we're going to begin it again. Well, actually, you wouldn't, but that is the title of today's episode, The Land of Beginning Again. And it comes from Heartbeat Theater, which is a series that was produced by the Salvation Army beginning in 1957 and continuing through the end of the golden age of radio and passed all the way into the 1980s. Today's episode originally aired January 1st, 1961. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Welcome everyone to Heartbeat Theater. This is your host, C.P. McGregor, inviting you to be the guest of the Salvation Army for the next half hour. Our story this week is a story of the new year, a time of celebration all over the world, and as well, too, a time of sober reflection. Our title suggests this, The Land of Beginning Again. The story is set in the ancient city of Strasbourg, but could happen anywhere. Our story was written by William Danch, and Jack Crucian stars as Simon. Here's Act One of The Land of Beginning Again. Well, is no one home? Father, you're early. Well, just a little. I, I felt the need to get out of the store today and take a busman's holiday. I see all the packages. Yes, I did a bit of shopping on my own, but don't be fooled by the packages. I spent very little. (laughs) We watched our money wisely on the holidays, so a bit more going out can't hurt. Well, the New Year is an important event. I felt it should be honored, (laughs) even if we aren't going. New Year. I think it's the most exciting of any holiday. 
no matter when it's honored. We should know. It seems we have celebrated the New Year in many different countries. True. But each time it seems as if a brand new vista will open up for us. Remember the song that seems to tell the story best? In the land of beginning again. Yeah. In the land of beginning again. I'm starting to wonder which land will actually be the one that gives us our chance. What's in the bundles, Father? May I see? Oh, sorry. Not now. I'm saving these for New Year. But that's still five days away. Oh, I'm fully aware of that. Now, help me put these away in a safe place, huh? Oh, we will have a nice New Year this time. For sure, won't we, Father? Oh, for certain. Especially when we are going to be honored with a guest. Oh. I can't wait to see him. <laughs> I'm eager, too. He's the most wonderful person I ever met. And a major in the Salvation Army. I fixed your room up so that he can stay with us all the time he's here. I hope he can visit for a good long time. Well, knowing the major, I doubt that he would want to remain away from his post too long. <laughs> but we will enjoy every moment of the time he's with us. I had rather hoped we'd hear from him by letter today. Why? After all, we got word only last week that uh, he would be here tomorrow afternoon. How many times must such an event be confirmed? Oh, we did get one other letter. It's hmm? for you, Father. Here. Oh. And you didn't open it? <laughs> Even by mistake? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. From the Baron's office. Oh, I'll bet it's confirming the big New Year's party they have each year. Oh, I can't wait to see it. They say it's the most colorful event in all Strasbourg. Yeah. And everybody who's even remotely connected mm. with a baron will be there. Even us. No. No! What is it? The rent on the store. The rent I pay the baron every month. The rent I pay right on time. Father, what's wrong? The rent is being raised. Raised, you hear? And they pick the holiday season to notify us of it. But, but is it being raised that much? It is not the sum. The sum itself isn't that important. What is important is that this is all part of the move to get rid of Jewish blood. I can't believe that. I can, and I do. Your fine baron is taking this way of showing us how the road lies ahead. Happy New Year. Like some more tea, Major? Oh, heavens no, Simon. I've had two already. And we had just finished our supper earlier. Oh, but Major, after such a long trip as you had, you must keep your strength up. Well, at the rate you're stuffing me, I'll be able to lift a building. <laughs> oh, Major, it is incredible. I, I still can't get over it. Here you are with us once more. <laughs> How long ago was it when we last saw you? Huh? Oh, please, Simon. I'm trying to keep my age a secret, even from myself. <laughs> Uh, Steffi, I, I just noticed there's no more milk left here for the tea. Please, bring some more from the cooler, huh? Oh, of course, Father. Oh, Father, I have a dreadful confession to make. There's no more milk here. But we must have it uh, for breakfast. Well, please, don't bother on my account. I, I can drink tea in any form. Nonsense. I, I saw you take milk with your tea. <laughs> in my house, you shall have milk. Uh, Steffi, Go to the people next door. Ask them to please loan us one small pitcher of milk until tomorrow, huh? Yes, Father, yes. Oh, Simon, please don't. I'm already going. I'll be back in a minute. I feel so guilty. Poor Steffi, forced to go out just to get milk. <laughs> it's nothing. Please. Besides, Major, it 
gives us a chance to become involved in a discussion. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And you know my people, we are addicted to small arguments. Hmm? <laughs> oh, what a wonderful daughter you have, Simon. In Steffi, I see the image of her mother. Yeah, her mother. I'm so happy to see that Steffi isn't blighted by the absence of her mother. Yeah. Steffi takes it well. Until the lights are out. Then it is another story. How often I can hear her softly sobbing in the dark. A loss like that can't be entirely erased. I, I can attest to that. And one great question wells up from my heart. Over and over. Why, Major? Why? Why? There is an answer, Simon. Please, I would like to know it. The answer is written large in the sacred book. God spoke of his care to Moses when he said, I have seen the affliction of my people and have heard their cry, and I am come down to deliver them. The psalmist wrote, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Oh, Major, I need more witness to his deep concern. Well, what of this sublime truth? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. All right, all right. You believe, Major. Let us say, I also believe. But what about those who killed Steffi's mother in that camp, huh? What of them? The problem of evil came into sharp focus on Calvary the day Jesus died. What do we see as we view the scene? Do we see a rough cross and rougher soldiers and conclude that a a God who would allow such unjust cruelty to an innocent sufferer just couldn't care? You are painting the picture, Major. Or do we see Jesus Christ as God, suffering with and for humanity, and in his loving voluntary act see the proof the eternally satisfying proof that God does care. Yeah, yeah. But all this is book talk. I can't wipe out the terrible emptiness in my heart since my wife was killed. And killed for what? Because she was a Jewess. And I would have been killed too if I had not managed to escape with Steffi. No, Major. No. I must face harsh facts. I am a Jew. I am persecuted. I respect you immensely, but you as a Gentile will never know what we must go through. Never. Oh, Major, I'm so glad you came home. I've been waiting for you. It's nice to be missed. I thought it might give you a chance for a little privacy if I went out walking. Privacy? We have too much privacy around here. Please spend as much time here with us as you can. Mm -hmm. Is your father home yet? No. I expect him very soon. As a matter of fact, he's later than usual. He's such a wonderful man, Steffi. I know you're fully aware of that, but I I can't say too much for him. He's so much happier since you were with us. He misses, you know, so many things. I know, I know. And... Father tends to take certain acts too much to heart. He reads many meanings into things. Sometimes I'm afraid he misinterprets simple acts. Such as? Well, just before you arrived, the Baron raised the rent on Father's little store. Now, the amount of money was very slight, but Father somehow felt it was a campaign to drive us away because we're Jewish. Costs are mounting up everywhere, Steffi. 
Certainly a nominal rental increase by this baron can't mean he's anti-Semitic. Oh, I'm sure the baron isn't being influenced by any such motive. In fact, did you know we were invited to attend his big New Year's party? Well, there you are. Each year the baron opens his house to all the people concerned in his affairs. And we were asked to attend weeks ago. Well, wonderful. They say his home is a masterpiece. Priceless works of art. Beautiful furnishings. All the food one could want. And music. <laughs> Fabulous, exciting waltzes played by the finest musicians in the region. Oh, I tell you, Major, I'm counting the moments until New Year's. Well, I can't blame you for that. And while Father won't admit it, he's just as excited by the idea as I am. He's looking forward to it, too. He has even bought himself a new tie for the occasion. I just know you'll both be delighted. Oh, Father, where have you been? Am I that late? Here, sit down, Simon. Well, you look tired. Oh, yes, yes, Major. Yes, I'm tired. Oh, let me put the tea on quickly. That will pick you up fast. Uh, better put lots of tea on. More than you ever made before. Father? Is something wrong? Yeah, yeah, something is wrong. Very wrong. Well, what is it? Uh, I received a message from the Baron today. The good Baron was calling to inform me that much to his regret... No, no. Yes, yes, much to his regret, he was changing his plan. Instead of the usual open house each new year... He was going to invite only a few very close friends in this season and forego the big party he held normally. You mean we, we aren't going? Yes, that's the idea. You see, my dear, you and I are not exactly what a baron might term real friends. <laughs> Even though some of his best friends might be Jewish. <laughs> That was Act One of The Land of Beginning Again, starring Jack Crucian as Simon. The New Year, a time of joyous celebration the world over. For the old year, with all its cares and tensions is past, and a fresh start awaits everyone. But shouldn't this fresh start be based on sober reflection of the old year? Past successes and past failures alike? What about promises made? Will these be lightly made and lightly kept? Or can we all make this new year a new beginning for others as well as ourselves? These things, I think, should be considered as we ring out the old and welcome in the new year. Let's make this new year a real land of beginning again. Now, act two of our play with Jack Crucian as Simon. <laughs> coffee, Major? Oh, no, thank you, Baron. Then may I indulge myself in another? I permit myself few pleasures nowadays. The medical geniuses forbid the use of alcohol, so I have to make up for it with other things. Much too much coffee each day. I enjoy coffee myself. You are a very gentle soul, Major. You try to protect others. And I am grateful you have made no clucking sounds about my other indiscretion. I don't follow you. My smoking... Surely you must have seen that I am a chain smoker. There is rarely a moment when I am without a cigarette. The doctors permit that? No. no. They try to restrict me in that tiny solace, too. 
that I'm too clever for them. I hide the fact that I puff away like a locomotive the moment their sterile backs are turned. But who do you fool that way? Myself. And that's not easy. I'm a very astute man, even if I am a baron. I, I don't mean to preach to you, but wouldn't it be advisable to try to restrict your smoking to certain limitations? It would not. I gain great and fiendish delight in knowing that I am doing something I shouldn't do. Why, I even smoke in bed. Oh, that's truly foolish. Dangerous to yourself and dangerous to others. What others? I refuse to let the servants stay in this house after dark. I respect my privacy too much to have strangers living in my place. As for danger to myself, I'm much too concerned with my safety to ever fall asleep while smoking. And that little custom is almost always reserved for those who drink too much. And I do not drink. Anymore, that is. Mm. Baron, I imagine you're wondering why I'm here visiting you. As a matter of fact, I am. I'm here because of the Simon Gross family. Family? I thought there was only he and his daughter. It's still a family. Despite the fact that the mother was executed in a concentration camp. Hmm. Too much of that went on. Yes, I think Simon shares your feeling on the subject. As does Steffi. Very pretty thing, Steffi. Doesn't look at all Jewish. Does beauty recognize racial distinctions? Oh, please, don't tell me you're going to start in on that old tirade. Well, I, I realize that argument is the most futile approach to the evil of prejudice. But there are a few things we can all do to help our thinking. But I am not prejudiced against Jews... And I only wish the whole matter could be cleared up so I could dislike a Jew if I felt like it, just because I didn't care for him as a man. But, Major, I grew up in a Christian family. Then if one accepts God as father and Jesus Christ as brother, there isn't any denying that regardless of the failure of men or the environment of men, we have a responsibility to each other. I feel it. Then will you answer me one question, honestly? Perhaps. Why did you rescind your invitation to the Grosses for your annual New Year's Eve party? I rescinded it not only because of the Gross family. I rescinded it because after years and years of holding a vast open house on New Year's Eve, I finally wearied of playing host to dozens of people whom I didn't even know. It's that simple. And that was your only reason? As you might find this hard to believe, but that was it. I'm relieved. For you... And for the grosses. I also rescinded my invitation to others who happen to be Christians. It's just that for once, I want to have a few old friends in to welcome the new year. And then I can shoo them out and go to bed, instead of sitting up till dawn being bored by the great herd. <laughs> it makes good sense. I'm afraid it all does. Then I think I shall leave and hurry to explain it to the grosses. They'll be much happier. Do visit me again, Major. Uh, before I go, I'd like to ask one question. Yes? If the Grosses weren't Jewish, would you have invited them with your little circle of close friends? A very good question. I shall give you my answer to it. Sometime.
Wasn't that a wonderful record, Major? Oh, yes. Oh, but wait, in another few seconds, the new year. Well, that's right. Quick, uh, let us open the window so we can hear all the sounds. Huh? Hurry, hurry. Uh, only ten more seconds. Yeah. Four, three, two. Now. Well, where is the new year? It should have been here. Happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year. And a happy New Year to you. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? Remember our song, Steffi? In the land of beginning again? Yes, Father. We're beginning again. Yeah. Now, let us eat, huh? Here, Major. Pass these cakes around, huh? Oh, please. No, Major. I don't care to eat any right now. It's midnight and I'll be going to bed. But so soon. All I wanted to do was wait to see the new year in. Now I'm really quite tired from all the excitement. Mm, of course, dear. Good night, Father. Good night, Major. Good, Good night. Good night, dear. Uh, Steffi is tired. I wonder how tired she would have been at the Baron's party. But Steffi understood when I explained why the Baron wasn't having his party this year. Yeah. <laughs> Her lips said she understood, Major. Her eyes said they did not. Why? Must Steffi be hurt because she is Jewish? Must she go through life forever absorbing insults? Simon, I know you don't believe this, but the Baron really did not rescind your invitation for the reason you think. He honestly is tired of holding big parties and wants to be with his own little close-knit group of friends. He isn't a young man anymore. Yeah, neither am I. Oh, please, Simon, you must try to understand. Oh, I understand, Major. I understand only too well. Because Steffi and I are Jews, we are being snubbed by a man who calls himself a Christian. You're wrong about the Baron in this instance, Simon. I'll admit, as a Jew, you are in warfare. Yeah. There's no doubt of it. The forces of evil are pitted against the powers of good. We need all our courage. Courage? Uh, where does one find it? In the precious word of God, for one thing. God spoke to Moses, and through him gave us these words in Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not or be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee or forsake thee. I have courage, Major. I have it. I know you do, Simon. And I shall prove I have it right now. Now, wait, wait. Where are you going? To see the Baron. No? You can't do well, that. I want to tell the good Baron right to his face what I think of his dirty little trick in snubbing Steffi. But, Simon, it's a good hour's walk to the Baron's house. Oh, so what? The party will really just be starting. My remarks will give them all something to think about. Believe me. Simon, are you really determined to do this? Nothing will change my mind, Major. Not even your good intentions. Well, then, may I ask one favor? Uh, what is it? I want to go with you. You must not go no, there and alone. And if I refuse to let you accompany me... Then I shall still go. Uh, very well. Then come. This will be worth seeing. Simon, listen to me. Look at the time. It's nearly two in the morning. The house is dark. You don't want to waken the Baron now. Oh, that's where you're wrong. I do want to, and I'm going to. You stay where you are if you want. Please, Simon, please. I'm through talking. Action now. Action. Simon... Don't you let the Baron alone. He asked for this. He's going to answer for the hurt he's caused. Simon. Simon. What? Smoke. You smell smoke? S smoke. What? Yes. Yes, I do. Look. From under the door. It's a fire. It is. Oh, here. Let me force this door. I, I can't. Help me, Major. Please, together. Yes. Ah. Baron. 
Barrow! Upstairs! He must be in his room. Simon, the staircase. It's a wall of flame. Don't try it. Don't. Wait, wait here for me. Wait for me. Simon! Simon, come back. Come back. Simon, you're here. Mm, obviously. Sit down. Here, close to my bed. Uh, I, I can't stay. Simon, I want to thank you for saving my life. Well, it, it is all over. You were burned, I hear. The Major told me you were under doctor's care for two days. Nothing too drastic. And from what the good medicals tell me... I will be confined to this bed for another week at least. Mm -hmm. All right, Baron. Now, now, what do you want to see me about? There are a few things I don't understand. Mm -hmm. The Major thought I should ask you for the answers. All right. Ask. What brought you to my home that night? Well, I could say I... Did not receive the notice of your cancellation of the party. You could. But that would not be the truth. The reason I, I went to your house was to tell you exactly what I thought of you. You did a great hurt to my daughter, Steffi. I am sorry. Sincerely uh, sorry. Too late. Another thing I can't understand. Hmm? Why on earth would you risk your life to save someone who had hurt you. Well, that I, I really don't know. Perhaps it's because I, I couldn't let even an animal perish like that. Do I fit that classification? Or perhaps it is because I wanted to save you so I could tell you what I feel in my heart. You don't have to tell me. The Major saw to it that I learned some of your feelings and Steffi's. Well, Baron, if I have answered all your questions, I would like to go now. Oh, wait. Just one moment. The Major told me you were thinking of leaving Strasbourg. That's right. I wish you wouldn't. Now, what can I do to induce you to remain? Look, look about the rent. I will reduce the price back to where it was. Please, Baron, that has no bearing on the matter. I am an old man, Simon, and set in my ways. And I will admit, I have been intolerant. Mm. And probably, deep down inside, I am still intolerant. But I want to change. I've got to change. And I need help. Your help, the Major's, Steffi's, and other help. The road is going to be hard for both of us. But I think the first step in living above prejudice may come in a commitment to Christ. Oh, I, I never knew you to be a religious man. I haven't been. But that smoking cigarette in my bed served one purpose. It showed me there has to be a better way of living. It showed me that a man I had lightly brushed aside was willing to risk his life so that I lived. Well, I told you I would have done it for anyone through. But still, you saved my life. And as I recall, there's an ancient Chinese proverb. Once you save a man's life, you are indebted to him as he is to you. I am a Jew. 
not Chinese. We believe in one God, one who will lead us under the fatherhood of God to the brotherhood of man. You and I have to make that work. Do you hear? We have to make it work. And you can't make it work by running away. You have to stay. I want you to stay so that I can try to make good, too. Will you give me a chance? Yeah. Well, I I have made our plans. Oh, we... Please, just for a while, so I can prove myself. All right, all right. Now, now, I, I have to get back. And grant me one more favor. Will yeah. you and Steffi be my guests at a second New Year's party next week, after I am out of this bed? Oh, is this the usual big affair you fail to give? No, only a small group. And this time, Simon, only my best friends will be there. With you. All right, Baron. We'll do it. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Or before you go, I want you to read something the Salvation Army Major left for me. Huh? It's the war cry. It has a little something that struck me, written by a just a Lee Allen. Here. Uh, let me see. Read it before you go. Uh. Am I my brother's keeper? Was never asked by one who looked a little deeper ere passion was released into the heart of man. Where lies the question's answer eternal in God's plan? Look north, south, east, and west. Divinity astir in every human breast, condemning every king with no concern for others, decrees he also slays himself who fails to keep his brother. So ends the final act of The Land of Beginning Again, starring Jack Crucian as Simon. Be sure and be with us again next week for another Heartbeat Theater story. Heartbeat Theater is a presentation of the Salvation Army and is broadcast overseas by the Armed Forces Radio Service. Until next week, this is your host, C.P. McGregor, saying thanks for listening and wishing you all a very happy new year.
Welcome back. One thing I should be clear about on this episode is that I didn't choose it because of recent events. I actually listened to and decided to play this episode this summer. While current events, particularly in the Middle East, may have given it more salience, that's not why we're playing it. If anyone was offended that we played an episode that addressed anti-Semitism, that wouldn't bother me one bit. But I don't want anyone to think I'm trying to pick hot topics for this series. Rather, I look for radio programs that are unique, unusual, interesting, or in some way worth remembering, and this one is. This episode certainly may be more relevant due to the headlines today than when I first selected it in June, but I think it has more to say beyond the headlines. And I don't want to talk too much about this episode because I think in many ways it speaks for itself and gives voice to some interesting perspectives and leaves listeners with a lot to think about. Uh, in some ways, it's also a striking departure from the typical Heartbeat Theater formula of this era. The focus of Heartbeat Theater was to highlight the work of the Salvation Army. While Salvation Army officers didn't appear in every episode, usually when they did, through love and understanding, they managed to uh, set things right and help save the day. However, in this case, the Major got it wrong about the Baron, but I don't think it was necessarily the Major's fault, because I think the Baron was more or less sincere in what he was telling the Major. He wasn't deceiving the Major, he was deceiving himself about his own heart. Only in the hospital did he have to face the truth about himself. And that, I guess, was the key for him. Nothing was going to change for the Baron until he got to the point of being honest with himself about himself, which I guess is a great lesson for us all. New Year's is a time for gratitude for the blessings of the past year. It's also about looking uh, to make changes and hoping for a good year ahead. In that spirit, I want to wish you a happy new year. So for the last time in 2023 from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.